Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is previously live. Oh my gosh, there's good news. What? Yeah, actually. If you can believe it, the Ukrainian forces have, uh, have managed a rapid acquisition of territory that has astounded essentially everyone. Let me, let me go back just like a, like a week here. Let me go back to the beginning of September. Right here. Okay. So you'll notice this image right here. Lots of icky red, right? Disgusting. Not good. I hate it. But now if I click on this, whoa. Where'd that? Where'd it go? Oh my god, is that thousands of square miles of territory being recaptured in like one week? That's crazy. Seriously, it's a massive acquisition of territory in essentially no time at all. Russia associated this? Yeah. Uh, and the fighting is still ongoing, too. You know, uh, Dylan Burns has been doing an excellent job covering this uh, as, as it moves forward. But you can see from the little blue flags right here, Ukrainian military control Yorchikova village in Vovshansk district of Kharkiv region. You know what that means, lads? You know what that means? That means that, like always, live UA map is not live updated. This map is showing us territory controlled by Russians that is not actually controlled by Russians. The reason for that, of course, is because the map doesn't want to give away troop movements um, by uh, accidentally providing information the Russians don't have. It is just open main page. Open main page, what? Never mind! Okay, so yeah, the entire upper strip surrounding Belarus. Uh, that must have been in the past, like, 24 hours, because that was not there when I looked yesterday. Uh, okay, so never mind. Uh, Live UA map is actually collaborating with the Russians to show them how bad they're losing. Look, nine minutes ago, Ukrainian military in Vovchansk. Look at them. This is, this is, um, I, I think, I, I could be wrong on this, but I think this is one of the most rapid acquisitions of territory since um, uh, the reconquest of France after D-Day. Am I wrong on that? At least on the European front, like in, in terms of just like, you know, we're, we're just, we're just going to, literally thousands of square miles of territory in a couple days. Yeah, it's like it's like the Taliban taking over Afghanistan after we left. Did you see videos of civilians greeting Ukrainians who liberated them? Oh, I saw a video of a grandma. Oh, let me see if I can find it. I saw a video of a babushka, of a Ukrainian grandma. Let me see if I can find it. Yes. Excellent. Heartwarming footage from Ukraine. An elderly woman freezes when she sees a soldier by her house as she thinks it's from the Russian army. The Ukrainian soldier says, it's our guys coming, and she gives him a long hug. This is how liberation after six months looks like. Of course, we have the cheesy music added on because um, Eastern Europeans don't understand subtlety. Imagine being all of these, um, all of these Ukrainians in the villages that are being recaptured, and you've been hearing, you know, like, Russian occupation might be forever, Ukraine might lose, Ukraine might not be able to reconquer this territory, and it's been six months 
Jubilant Ukrainian civilians meet liberating Ukrainian soldiers with flowers and hugs. The Russians responded by attacking power plants over the country. We have to acknowledge that in, in, in line with the fact that all Russians are genetically ontologically evil and um, biologically driven to be orcish in nature, um, the, their retreat from territories is going to reveal many atrocities, probably including mass civilian executions and a kind of like spite maneuver. It's, uh, unfortunately, it's quite unavoidable. Um, the, the Russians are what Russians are, you know. Mariupol is probably going to be the worst. Mariupol is just, I think right now, currently, Mariupol is just like a, a large, like, basin filled with blood and rubble. Sorry, the pauses are really good, so... Just, I assume, an uploading error, since these are being uploaded via, like, Ukrainian Wi-Fi from a phone. That's so cute, though. Look at the chick with the f***ing Ukraine flag cape. Look, look, wee! <laughs> you know, the fighting's been rough, but I gotta say, there are probably very few experiences that compare to how cool and nice it must feel to be a soldier liberating a conquered territory. You know? Like, that, like, that's gotta be, like, way up there. Like, lifelong brain experience, you know what I mean? Hopefully the people who are doing the uh, liberating in these villages are gonna survive to the end of the war, you know? Still a lot of people are probably going to die. It caused the baby boom? Yeah, true. Um, when, 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 uh, when people in Western Europe saw, like, American-British forces uh, moving through, they were so enamored by their heroism that they all got pregnant simultaneously. Uh, this is kind of true. <laughs> this is, this is... At least partially true. A lot of cute videos like that. But yeah, the, the, the conquest of territory here has exceeded everyone's expectations. I know I keep saying this about the Ukraine conflict, but it keeps being true. Uh, it doesn't stop being true. Nobody expected this to happen. Especially reconquering territory all the way up to the line. All the way up to Russia. Like, this is back to the border. I don't, like, I don't think people, you know? Like, shit. <laughs> Are they gonna keep marching? Are they gonna fucking take Belgorod? Partial blackout in Belgorod region? Well, they're definitely shelling Belgorod. Um, one of the, uh, one of the ways of discouraging, uh, the Russians from continuing this conflict would probably be to set up artillery along the border and, uh, reduce their border cities to a, a soup-like homogenate, you know? Just sort of evaporate, uh, Belgorod's central infrastructure. Uh, you know, it sounds cruel, but it is a total war. Uh, they did, they did, they did intend to, uh, you know, fully conquer Ukraine. We'll be in Moscow by winter, lads. Well, Moscow's not that far, you know? Not really. No, don't go to Moscow. Uh, please do not invade the nuclear nation. Shelling from the other side of the border is one thing. Uh, invading Russia is another thing. Do not go. Do not come. Do not come. Do not come. Look at non-credible defense. Ah, you mean people who are currently uh, ginning up for a war with Russia? Yes, I'm sure. 
these guys are so pro-NATO that they're that they are quite often the fascists that I am accused of being. This one goes hard though. Like uh <laughs> they're uh wacky guys. Wacky, 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 wacky guys, you know, very wacky people. Super wacky. Uh, you know, whatever else, uh, as you know, as far as we can tell, and from what Zelensky has said, they have every intention of reconquering not only the Donbass, but uh Crimea. Um which is um which is a move, you know. I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. Uh, you know, that's gonna be that's gonna be a spicy one for sure. We can talk about like the logistics here. At no point during the conflict has Ukraine really managed to break through the original like separatist line established here, nor has Russia really been able to expand past it. The reason for that is because there are about, like, 100,000 troops right here. Um, right? Like, there are a lot of people right here. Russian and Ukrainian. This is where the front line of the conflict was to begin with. All of the Russian advances have been breaking through around that wall. They were able to move around the north and around the south and through Crimea. They were able to push through Russia and through Belarus and try to make an attempt at Kiev, and then that didn't work through, you know. But this line has held pretty consistent right here throughout the war and it seems like what's going to happen is now that the the ruskies are getting pushed back along the north the ukrainians are going to take advantage of a um uh, what would you call it a, a strategically advantageous position see here's a neato thing let's say you've got a bunch of ukrainian troops right here uh, you know, I say let's see, but there are. There are a bunch of Ukrainian troops right here, you know? If they want to move and say, for example, put pressure on this line right here, they can do so simply by moving south-southwest, like this. But if the Russians want to go down there, they have to go around. See? This is the counter to the pincer move. You know, everyone talks about the pincer move, you know, like fall back, let them move in, then crush them from both sides. Uh, but this is the other side of it which is that if you are surrounded on all sides, that means your reinforcing distances are much lower. Does that make sense? Does everyone understand? Please, guys, this isn't Hearts of Iron 4. This is very basic stuff. This is just very, very, very basic stuff. It's been this way for as long as humans have done war. It's been this way since the Romans. Um, so uh, the Ukrainians uh, have uh, can can, because of their more compacted line here, have the ability to put selective pressure on different parts of the front line much faster than the Russians could. The Russians have the ability to reinforce <clears throat> uh, from all of these different angles, but just because they have the ability to do this doesn't mean they actually can, you see? Um, the Russians can move in, theoretically, from every bit of their border, but, like, will they? Given the fact that they're stalling on armor, they're stalling on troops, they're stalling on food, they're stalling on fuel. Like, can they just mount an offensive across an entire 500-mile-long border at the same time? Probably not. Uh, it seems likely to me that Russia is going to um, is is going to uh, uh, fold like like cardboard uh, in in these areas and possibly also here after they are. Um, after they're finished making their way through Mikolaev, and the real line of conflict is going to be back where it started, which is the Donbass region and Crimea. Uh, Crimea might be really difficult to take. I know the Donbass will. 
really the 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 real conflict is going to be defined when the Ukrainian forces uh collapse the Russian forces down around these lines, you know? Crimea has been reinforced as a officially Russian-held position for 8 years. There are military bases held by Russia in Crimea. There are fortifications in Crimea controlled by Russia. Taking Crimea is going to be very different from taking the other parts of Ukraine, which were only recently reconquered. Um, the same is the case to a lesser extent with the Donbass region, the separatists controlled. So while the Russians have been fighting a defensive war in all this red area, in Crimea and the Donbass, they're going to be fighting more of an offensive war. Not really, it's still Ukraine, of course, but more so than they have been up to this point. Will Russia not treat taking back Crimea the same as uh, invading the Russian border, as far as they're concerned, like with Russian territory and sovereignty? That's true. I mean, a, a lot of this really does fly in the face of their, um, their, their, their pretexts and their justifications, but Russia also threatens nuclear war nonstop. I think even if they pretend they're the same, uh, Russia will respond differently to an invasion of their motherland uh, uh, compared to a reconquering of Crimea. Um, I think they would treat it differently. The main reason, I think, is because um, of the way the Russian people would perceive it. Even if the Russian people consider Crimea to be a part of Russia, I know they consider it to be less a part of Russia than, say, for example like uh belgorod you know like if you were to ask the russian people like what would you be more mad uh if the if ukrainians took belgorod or crimea like i know which one they would choose so i think it's really about like placating the um the the imperial bloodthirst here you know what are you really mad about versus what are you going to say you're mad about you know what are you willing to put up over you get what i mean Full mobilization orders would be issued the second troops cross the border. Well, full mobilization order. Well, they could do that. At this point, um, in terms of like, it, so if we ignore everything, like optics, civilian casualties, and we assume that Ukraine continues to get the support that it's been getting from the West, I genuinely think that Ukraine could just win a full war against Russia. If nukes were off the table, were off the table I think that greater Ukraine would be a would be a thing they could, they could like, basically achieve. Um, though obviously if you wanted to conquer Russia, there's only, like, the only parts of Russia you'd really care about would be getting this part right here, because, like, a lot of Russia is, uh, not, like, viable. I, so obviously, like, the logistics of conquering and holding this much territory are basically impossible. Uh, more like, in a direct, straight-up fight between their militaries, Axe nuclear weaponry, I think Ukraine would actually win. I've actually moved on that point. Um, right here. What kind of brain damage is Russia going to get in the long term? I mean, that really depends on whether or not, like, they, they oust Putin. Whether or not they recognize that this war was a mistake and that it was Putin's fault, you know? If they can't recognize this, then it's going to be their 9-11. If they can recognize that, then maybe this can be like their Nuremberg uh, trial, you know, where Germany has a second to like sit down and have a little cry while we, uh, while we put a bunch of their leaders to the, uh, to the gallows and then they can maybe try to do better or something. I don't know. Um, do you think this war will start a trend of other countries like Kazakhstan seeking freedom from Russian influence? I'm curious about that actually, because Kazakhstan did very, very openly and very directly like refuse to support, um, Russia, 
early on, right after Russia intervened in a in, in like an internal conflict in Kazakhstan, I wonder I wonder if they're like seeing the writing on the wall and they're hoping to be my guess would be that Kazakhstan probably wants to be more allied with China. Um so Kazakhstan independence has already been like a you know like a a thing, but also like who would you want to hitch your your horse to, right? Like Russia's dying. Um China's I wouldn't say it's booming, but it's doing like infinitely better, you know? It's um and Kazakhstan's a huge country too. I mean, look at it on the map. Kazakhstan is colossal. It's the largest uh post-Soviet breakup. Um it's a massive territory. Uh you know, so they they're they're not it, you know, it's 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 not it's not like the the Chechens can just get like, you know, bonked. Um you know, like like Kazakhstan could just get like put down in a couple of weeks or whatever, you know. I think that the the Kazakhs uh have a little bit of leverage they might use. Kazakhstan, yeah, Kazakhstan has a lot of uranium, right? They have a lot of natural resources. Uh, Kazakhstan natural resources. Kazakhstan is very rich in mineral resources. Oil, coal, various oil, ore and non-metallic deposits. Uh, chrome, iron deposits, polymetallic deposits, copper, tungsten, molybdenum, and uranium ore. Yeah, some wacky stuff there. Maybe it's time for revenge. Kazakhstan joys with the ethnic Turkic people and do a Genghis Khan in Russia. <laughs> Greater Kazakhstan. I honestly think Siberian independence is necessary for Russia to change its ways. I think I agree with that. Because one of the big problems with Russia, like right now, is that they're still locked in the imperial mindset. And one of the reasons they're able to get away with that is because they're literally the biggest country on earth by far. Like, not even close, you know? The, like, Russia has so many ethnic groups roped into it. And I wonder if it would if it would humble them somewhat for Siberia. I don't think Siberian independence is realistic right now. Um, more like broader, like broader federalization, because you know, it's also the it's already the Russian Federation. But you know, like you know, like even within that, like if there was more federalization or got broken apart more, or if there was like actual independence dictated. Yeah, turn it into the Russian Confederation. Wouldn't Siberia be f without Moscow, though? I don't actually know what the tax situation is in Siberia. My When I try to picture Siberia in my head, I think of one guy wearing, like, uh, in, like an Arctic seal hoodie uh, overlooking eight quadrillion square miles of tundra. I don't really know what's going on over there. <laughs> I, don't, I actually have no clue. Wait, can I look that up real quick? Siberia has 33 million people in it. That is f***ing insane. Just a second. Okay, if you Google image search Siberia, this is the first guy that you see, non-map photo. So at the very least, uh, Google image search seems to be on the same, uh, on the same wavelength as me. Um, also, holy shit, he looks cool. Or she? I have no way of knowing. They're kind of bundled. Whoa, a cutaway? I know, I know. I'll make it quick. I'll make it worth your time. Listen, Republicans have long had an advantage when it comes to online canvassing because they're pretty effective at weaponizing new mediums like YouTube and 
Twitter to pull people over and actually integrate them into their political campaigning. Democrats have fallen behind in that respect, and that's a serious weakness in their organizing. I don't have the political know-how or discipline to be a political organizer, but I know people who do, and that's why I've partnered with Progressive Victory 2022, which is an organization that's trying to get folks out canvassing, phone banking, text banking, get them to match up with any local campaigning opportunities that they might be able to uh, contribute to. Now, I know these folks. They're real nice. They're real professional. My fans also know these folks because according to this map that my editors are going to put up, there are over 7,000 people who've already signed up for their Discord. Listen, I'm begging you, okay? The primaries are coming up. If you go to vosh.gg slash map, you can see not only all the folks who have signed up, hello, Pigeon, but you can also see how to sign up yourself. And it's simple as, you know, you go, there's a little Discord server, you just, if you want to give them your email so they can send you opportunities, a lot has already happened. Folks have gone canvassing. Jamal Bowman did a talk. They did a phone banking forum. It's been real neat. And honest to God, we're coming up close to the end of the primaries here. So there's never been a better time. I know touching grass is scary, but I swear we talk about so much doom and gloom politics here. Feels a lot better to actually do something, you know? Something off the computer, Sheriff, at all possible. Seriously, join. It's important. If you're American, if you're not, get the heck out of here. Scram, you, you goofball. We Google Street View in Siberia. Do you think they have Google Street View there? Siberia has lots of industrial cities. Hold on. It's time. So wait, is Siberia this province or is it this province? Is it the one in the middle or the one in the east? It's the eastern one? It's it's both? Oh, what what distinguishes the two? Like, what, there's a line here. So is there like a, a political... It's uh, multiple provinces are considered Siberia. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I think the eastern one is an autonomous republic. Siberia is everything east of the Ural Mountains. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. East of the Ural Mountains. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, hold on. So the Ural Mountains are these, right? These are the Ural Mountains, right? That is a very distinct mountain range. Wow. Look at that. That's like... And look, they even drew the, the, the provincial border right through it. Yeah, wow. Oh. God, they look beautiful. Siberia is supposed to be one of the prettiest places in the world, right? Okay, so let's... Okay. State Nature Reserve. Let's find a bigger city. Let's see if we can find... Uh... Are there any large dots here, or are they all the same size? We can just find any city, I guess. How about you? Yukta can Google it. No, it's fun to look. Omsk. We're going to look for Omsk. Omsk, 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 Big country. I want to be like zoomed out to here because then only the big cities will show, right? But I want to be further north though because otherwise it's not really Siberia in my brain. I'm choosing this one right here. I don't give a shit. Ustye. What the f*** is this place? 
Are these salt flats? What is this? Is this the moon? Why does this look like a fucking World of Warcraft zone? Unfortunately, the resolution in this area is not going to be that great. Look at this. It's like the most north. It's like almost the most north. Unironically. Like, it's close to the North Pole. Isn't the North Pole like here? This is the North Pole. Well, I believe it is. That's not the North Pole. I believe it is. It's actually uh, 3 a.m. here. Probably. Listen, the point is that it's very far north, okay? Can I just look at Siberia? Oh, God. Oh, God. Western hegemony. Really uh, rearing its ugly head right now, huh? Christ, look at the Australian outback. There are parts of this place so deserted that not even fucking Google will go there. Ah, uh, yes, the Imperial Core. Okay, one of these dots has to work. Yeah. <gasps> Holy shit, that's... Oh my god. Holy shit. This is insane. It's so pretty. Man, I want to be here. Would you stand there? The issue with being here isn't the standing here. The issue is that this photo was probably taken maybe hundreds of miles from civilization. You would have to do, you would have to go on quite a journey to get here. Who took this photo? It says right here on the top left, uh, but the name is in Cyrillic, so I can't uh, I can't read it. It's this whole area. It's like this this the Putorana State Na Natural Reserve. Oh, that's the one we just clicked on. Um, okay, so a lot of people take photos of this juncture, which makes sense because it's gorgeous. Dude! Okay, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, like, you know how we've played the Stalker games on stream? Oh, no, we played the Metro games. Like, just because, just because the world is gloomy and you're in, um, you're in, like, Eastern Europe or Russia or whatever, like, the world's still beautiful, you know? Man, it's this beautiful on an overcast day, too. It's unironically the Russian Grand Canyon. Yeah, except it's better than the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is dry. This has a waterfall. This is better. This is an improved Grand Canyon. I am getting major pathologic vibes right now. We're in the part of the world that pathologic kind of sort of maybe a little bit would have taken place in, right? If it weren't sort of suspended in time and space. <laughs> it's way prettier. That's true. No sand plague here. Oh, man. This was taken with a drone. Look at all these trees. They're so beautiful. Doesn't doesn't the um the trees from a distance look like a uh, moss, don't they? Like doesn't this have kind of like the the texture and color profile of moss? I really like moss. I think moss is beautiful. I'm surprised how underdeveloped it is. Oh, oh, buddy. It's it's the Russian steppe. All of this during the winter hits like negative 60 degrees or some shit. It might be beautiful, and you can visit in the summer if you want, but this is, uh, this, these are not easy places to live, I don't think. Okay, so this is all the way near Alaska. Like, this is way east. And fittingly, it looks like Alaska. I mean, it, you know, it, it's got, like, similar vibes. Oh, shit! Evidence of civilization. And wow, f*** me, if that little depot station right there doesn't look like one of the copy and paste ones you see in the metro games holy shit it's even got the same rust patterns like it literally looks like it's from the unity stock store that's crazy
Zoom in. Ah, yes, the algorithm zoom in. But it does. It even the little stair, then the door, and it's all rusted. Yeah. Have some respect that shed holds all of Russia's remaining ammunition. <laughs> oh, wait, there's actually a town down there. Uh, town might be a bit generous. This looks like a, uh, a port. Got a factory. Meanwhile, over in Alaska. Oh, God. Oh, no, we're more developed. Alaska's a lot more developed than this part of Russia is. I know that much. There we go. Alaska is supposed to be incredibly gorgeous, right? Like, Alaska has the most unspoiled wilderness uh, in all of America. Gets chilly there, though. What is... What is that? It looks like it's half eroded. What is, what is this? Fire pit? Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, we're right next to a bench. Oh, well now we're inside. The Serpentine Hot Springs. Party time excellent. Rockin' Hot Springs. Time to party all day and night long. I guess there's not that much to do in Alaska outside of um, unprotected sex and an enormous number of drugs that you get with your six-figure salary working on an oil rig. It's party time. But this is the northernmost. Holy shit! Love these drone photos. Wait, how is... Oh, okay, I thought this was a boat. And I was gonna say, like, a boat to where? <laughs> it's a lake. Well, a pond, I guess. What's that blue thing? That's the water. You you mean the... this? What the... F is that a sports ball? That can't be. That doesn't make any sense. Why is there a foot... Does America... Does American land just spontaneously generate football fields? Like, like what... What? Where, from where? What? What? <laughs> what is this? What? This looks like a like a like a dock or an industrial area. Why is it just? It it looks pristine too. It just got auto generated. Yeah, chunk error with the <laughs> the government invested in that perch tree. <laughs> but back in the Roosevelt days, during the uh, the the New Deal program, he was like, uh, oh, "New territories automatically generate football fields." Ah, oh, yeah, that would save us some money. Fantastic. Now we just have some out here, you know. Dock workers get bored. That's true. I guess I just can't imagine doing any kind of sports in an area this far north. I've never been this far north, but I have to believe that, like, it's got to be not great to be outside for that long, right? I guess, like, you could do it just during the summer, but, like, <laughs> you know? Oh, that's the one we looked at. Okay, okay, I see we've got some cheeky. I love this. I love this, like, natural... Can you imagine just driving down this while playing music? Dude, this is like some existential shit. Just, just have, have your, have like a, a, a car with the top open, like a convertible or something with music playing, and just driving along the northern coast of Alaska. Look at this. Everything around you just perfectly flat because you're you're at the edge of the world. Oops, you ran out of gas. Oh, you're dead now. Oh, you dot you're dead now. Yeah. Bring this is this is I love what I love looking at these parts of the world where like having a set of tools, a spare tire, and extra gas in your car isn't just like 
a thing that fussy parents do when they're trying to keep their kids safe, you know? It's like, oh yeah, if you don't do that, you're stupid. Yeah, like, oh, you, you don't have the extra tank of, you don't have the extra, like, like gasoline canister in your car. We, are you an idiot? If you ran out of gas somewhere along this strip, you're just going to freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, and like a satellite phone, yeah. Where's the mandatory football field? It should be somewhere south of here, but I don't... Oh, wait, so this is north. So it's somewhere this way. Man, this... Now I just want to do that. Hey, it's COVID-safe travel. You cannot get COVID here. COVID is not here. This is the least populated place in the universe, okay? You're fine here. Everywhere else has more COVID than here. Plus, with uh, climate change, it might get warmer in Alaska soon. Who knows? Look at Iceland. Sorry, we're meant to be looking right now at, at Russia, but... Ooh. Lloyd Peacock Jr. Oh, this is a grave. A big one. Is it? It's more of like an obelisk. That's it! That's the gasoline tank! They're driving open-topped cars, ATVs, with a gasoline tank! My survival tips right here, you know. But driving an ATV is better than driving a convertible. They've got it better on me, you know? Absolutely. Those dozens of circular lakes are caused by recent glaciation of the region. That's not good. The grave of the one guy who didn't bring any spare gas. This idiot. Oh, wait. There are a lot of pockets of water that are caused by glaciation. What is that? Um, these, these, these parts of Alaska used to be frozen over 24-7, uh, but as it warms up, they uh, stay melted longer and longer uh, until, until eventually they're, you know, it's, it goes from permafrost to frost to a lake, basically. Well, here's some kind of science. High center polygon formations and instrumentations, and it goes on for some time. Here we see people dressed the way you have to dress out here, a.k.a. like a post-apocalyptic survivor. Oh, guys, I have good news from chat that I'm just going to choose to believe. Vosh, it's not from anthropogenic climate change. It's just because the Ice Age ended. The lakes take millennia to disappear. That's right. We had a mini Ice Age like six or seven hundred years ago, right? So that would be part of the, um, that would be part of the regular normal uh, heat wave stuff. That's good. No, no, he means the actual Ice Age. Oh, okay. Well, that was way farther back. Okay, yeah, the actual Ice Age. But we did have a mini Ice Age a little while ago. Okay, I guess the key to good living in Alaska is choosing your location because some of these photos are gorgeous and some of these photos... If I walked outside and looked at this, like this photo represented my, my field of vision, I would want to kill myself. Like, I would kill myself. Like, this is incredibly gloomy. I guess it doesn't help that this is, I guess, being taken with like a Nokia phone camera. Oh, wait. Okay, now it's prettier. No, it's not. Think about the Aurora Borealis, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. So yeah, that's the northernmost tip of... Why is this sea... Is this just an elevation drop? Like, this sea is a couple hundred, this sea is a couple thousand feet deep? Yeah? Okay, gotcha. I know it doesn't look like that from space, because you can't see... You can't really see water elevation from space, but... What's the farthest north we can go? Here's the tip of Greenland. Nope, can't click those.
Well, that's gorgeous. You know, this looks, um, this looks surprisingly lively and not frozen over for a place that is also the farthest north that you can go, basically. However, uh, I assume that it's also negative 100 degrees right now, and this environment is just made to look like this. Oh, yep, taken in July 2016. Yep, sorry, middle of the summer. Yeah, I don't think you can go up there when it's not, oh, uh, frankly. I don't think it's wise to go... We're, we're in the parts of the world now. We're going there when it's not summer is basically a death sentence. Fuck. God, we live on such a beautiful planet. This is one of the reasons why I'm anti-ethnostate. I'm not joking. I just think that w since we basically only get the one planet to explore, we basically, we should have like infinite right to explore it to our heart's content, you know? The idea of places this cool being locked off to people because like, um... Your skin color just looks a bit off. Such a fucking retarded impulse. Just a stupid fucking idea. Um, yeah, I just have like a vibe that like, I don't know, like maybe your, your great grandpa and my great grandpa, like fuck off, Jesus. All the stuff in the heart of Greenland won't let me click on it. They're all dead. It's so cold here, even the fo- Oh, yoy, yoy. So cold here, even the photos froze. Yeah, this was taken in August. Yeesh. Whew. Yeah, I th they're on they're on a glacier here, right? The center of Greenland is a glacier. Like if they if if they could melt everything beneath their feet, they would eventually fall into the ocean, right? Yeah. So this is just ice. There's no ground here, which means there can't really be any vegetation, I guess. Horrifying. Horrifying. Imagine living on water. Bosh, that's not how it works. No, um, Greenland without ice. There are parts of Greenland that literally there isn't land, and it's in the center of Greenland. Um, yeah, look. See? The center of Greenland is a lake. Uh, it's just the it's just so cold there that there's permafrost over it. So where these guys are right now, there is literally no land beneath them. Um, if they melted straight down, they would eventually just land in, like, the ocean. Well, I guess it would just keep being ice all the way down, like, even beyond that, I guess. You know, like, until they hit ground, but, you know. Antarctica is also an archipelago? Yeah. Technically, beneath the lake, there's land. Well, yes, there's ground below sea level, but you know what I mean, to sea level. Yeah. Obviously, there's ground beneath everything. Like, there's an iron core to the planet. Taken in August. At least this place looks a bit more livable. Wait, I want to look a bit more at Alaska, because Alaska is a place that I could actually conceivably visit sometime in my life, and I have given it thought. I don't like the cold, and I'm not even that much of a nature guy, but I feel like there's got to be something kind of, like, experientially gratifying about seeing a site like this. About seeing the auto-generated American football field, you know? Yeah, I just want to stay away from this part of Alaska. Yeah, okay, there are two Alaskas, it seems. The the mud Alaska, 
and the 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 water Alaska, and I want to go to the water Alaska. Ooh, yeah. So this is, I guess, this is one of those places where people just um, make a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and get very high rates of depression. Five dollars a gallon of gas in Alaska too. I guess I just assumed they would have low gas prices. This is from 2011. Wait! 2011? Whoa, 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 whoa! Where in- where- wh I didn't realize gas anywhere was this expensive in 2011. Okay. You'd think they'd get cheap gas on account of the fact that Alaska is just an ice sheet over a, a pile of oil. Like, you're there. Oil is- oil isn't just, um, extracted there. Like, it's refined there, isn't it? Like, it's right there! No, they have to ship it out for pro Oh, so it's not refined there? Ah, f Okay, well then it's getting roundabout shipping. Uh... I know European prices are high, but Europeans deserve it. I keep clicking on this place because I like it so much. Okay, guys. How f***ing cool would it be to just get to fly over the Alaskan coast in one of these baby helicopters? How cool would that be, dude? Holy shit. It's so cute. Of course, you have to remember that helicopters are all death traps. Helicopters are machines with one wish, and that wish is to make contact with the ground. And your job as a pilot of a helicopter is to trick it into not doing that for as long as you can. Isn't that everything in the air? Nope, helicopters especially. Nope, nope, not all planes. Helicopters especially. That's all aircraft, though? No, it's not. Helicopters are way more dangerous. Also, when a plane runs out of power, it it coasts. That's why when an engine stalls on a plane, you can um you can reactivate it. You have ailerons and like uh like guidance on a plane that can glide down. You know, you'll eventually need to get those um you'll need to get those engines working again. Uh so does a helicopter. A helicopter can't glide. <laughs> Just they they simply fall. Helicopters can glide too, you know that, right? No. Yes, it can. Okay, guys, can we stop trying to outsmart me and can we acknowledge the fact that helicopters are more dangerous than planes and obviously helicopters have a lower margin for error? No, stop. Stop. Yes, we get it. You know more than me. I don't know everything about everything. But yes, helicopters are more dangerous. They literally have a higher death rate. They're far more dangerous. Also, you're way closer to the ground with a helicopter, meaning you have way less time to correct any errors. Also, planes are naturally designed to glide if they run out of power, meaning that even if you completely run out of power, if you're high enough up, you can have literal minutes of calm, stable flight. For you to address the issue, whereas in a helicopter, if something goes wrong, you know, helicopters can fucking gyrate, they can tilt. If they tilt, man, and you don't have control over the rotors, okay, just who is he talking to? Whatever. What interesting uh colored vegetations or, or vegetation? Vegetation, look at all this. Look, we've got like orange and green, and look at this. Those are rocks. There's vegetation on the rocks, like moss and lichen and stuff. Is it lichen or lichen?
Lycan? Okay, I thought it yeah, Lycan. Yeah, that's that's him. Damn. Holy shit. Death Stranding. It does kind of look like it though, doesn't it? The Kig Loaik Mountains. See, like, this is cutesy. I'm sure this gets really depressing whenever there's, like, a snowstorm or whatever. February 2019. Okay, so this must be, like, noon. <laughs> I know this must get depressing if there's a snowstorm or whatever, but the idea of, like, walking outside, having the sun hit you like this, and just going... <sighs> there's got to be something refreshing to that, but maybe only if you do it for, like, one day. I don't know. This might be night. Yeah, who the f*** knows this far north? I guess, I guess I just want to be near the water in Alaska. That's what I want. Yeah, see, even though it's overcast here. This looks f***ing foreboding, by the way. Oh, hello. Hey! I didn't know if we were on another island or something. What's up? Oh. You got it. Vosh, you've lived near the water your whole life. Humans are meant to live near water, okay? Water and rivers, alright? In your fingernails. I mean, he's literally on like a, sh a a boat in Alaska. I think it's okay for him to be a little bit uh, disheveled. Okay, see, this would terrify me. Can you imagine going out here on your own? Some properly Silent Hill shit right here. Holy! F imagine going out here on like a rowing boat or something. You would get like re you would get like return of the Obra Dim dinned or something. You would get you would get f f f the soldiers of the sea. Brothers be fishing, yeah. Wait, where did I just click? Didn't I just click in the middle of the? Oh, Saint Paul. Oh, this is, I guess this is just like a random beautiful island in the middle of infinite desolate nothingness of the Pacific. Great, cool, love that. Literally looks like heaven. Yeah, it kind of does. Why is it censored? That's usually, it's either people um, asking for faces to be blurred or auto-blurring them when they upload this stuff to Google Maps, or sometimes it's just like an error with the photo that's been taken, or it can be caused by a couple of things. Alaska banned trans kids from schools, though. Okay, let's see Alaska try to keep trans kids from going to school. Here. What the f*** are they going to do? They'll send in the polar bears, yeah. Oh. Um. You know, I was just about to make a joke about this being some kind of DMZ because this photo was taken in the area between Russia and Alaska. Um, but 
on, on the, the island of Diomede, which I don't actually know if it's a Russian or an American island. Oh, it says Alaska. Okay, so this is an Alaskan. Okay, but apparently the photo is classified, so whatever. You can kind of see, you can kind of see a bit here in the, the, the preview image. Why don't we build a bridge between Russia and Alaska? Three reasons that I can think of. First of all, nobody wants it. Um, uh, uh, second of all, it would be very expensive. And third of all, I think it would be impossible. Um, this would be an unbelievably large bridge. Would it be the largest bridge in the world? No, but it would be a very big one. Um, I also think that Alaska and Russia are on different tectonic plates. Don't they shear, right? Like, they shear laterally, don't they? Um, like, they, like, they move in different directions a little bit, I think. It'd be the largest by a lot, yeah. Underground tunnel? Nah. For comparison's sake, you can see how big this distance is compared to, like, the, uh, the English, uh, uh, canal. Um, you've got this, and then if we move way over while keeping the same size, look at the size of the, Ingr the English, uh, channel right here, see? It's, like, literally one-eighth the size. Maybe, maybe one-fifth? I think another reason is that the ocean is really, 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 really deep here. Oh, wait, this is the Bering Strait. I didn't realize that's where this was. It's the line. How deep is it? I didn't know the Bering Strait was here. Average depth, 160 feet. Okay, that's not like colossally deep, but trying to build the pillars to a bridge that would go down that far would be an engineering nightmare. I'd, it wouldn't be possible. Um, imagine being able to drive to Europe, though. It is it is true that if we simply connected this bridge or with a tunnel, we would connect basically the entire planet, right? Um, not Greenland or uh, Antarctica, but that would connect the Americas. We still wouldn't have Australia, I guess. Yeah. But it would it would it would unite everyone else, right? The road is broken between Americas. Okay, yeah, but you can cross the pan you can cross the Panama Canal. You can't drive there, but you can get across. Like there are ways to. Holy shit! Look at the dense grid of information. No, you can't. There's the Darien Gap. Okay, then jump over it. Shut up. Anyway. <gasps> oh my god, dude. It's beautiful. Look at the mist rising up off the grass. I prefer places with trees. Well, for that, we're going to have to go back to Russia. If we want to see trees, we need to go back to Russia. Bad example. Also, wow. Jesus Christ. Um, you lied. <laughs> oh. Wow, this is very Russian. The photo was pretty Russian, and now we're very Russian. Yes! What are we doing? Taking this apart for scrap? Um, maybe not. Maybe this is actually here for, for storage or repair. Well, it can't be storage, or they keep it, they put a tarp over it. I have no idea. It's on display. Museum? This is a museum? Oh, f dude, I don't want to be classist or anything, but holy shit. I'm so f***ing glad I live in America. Oh my god. Yeah, they don't have tarps. They can't afford them. I'd die of stress if I lived here. Yeah, there's a reason why all of them are drunk all the time.
This is Russia's most glorious museum. Show some respect. Yeah, for um, for 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 five million uh, rubles, they'll they'll uh, they'll uh, take your child and they'll hike them up on their shoulders so they can climb into the uh, in through one of the windows that've been broken open on the side of the plane, and they get to spend fifteen minutes in there. Whatever they want to take with them is uh, is theirs. This is Russian Air Force One. It's Putin's plane. Uh. Oh, here we go. An actual developed area. Thank Christ. And a pretty dope statue, too. Actually, this... This is nice. This has to be a Soviet-era statue, right? I mean, it's made of copper that's, um... Oxidized. So it's it's been out for long enough. Is, it, is the term oxidized? Anodized? Um... Oxidized, right? It does look a bit like Bernie. If it's developed, it's Soviet? Yeah. Okay, you can tell it's Soviet as well because money was put into the infrastructure. This kind of brick, in addition to being beautiful, is not cheap. There are way cheaper ways of paving a pavilion. Yep, and you have the, like, Soviet housing blocks. Well, you know... Oh my... Oh, shit! This is some of the, uh... uh, of, uh Russian Orthodox big onion dome architecture. Hell yeah! Authentic! All the churches look like that? Well, they sure as shit don't look like that here in the States. I'm learning so much today. Ah, dude, look! It was... Look! It's... It's when Russia had money. <laughs> Not much, but some. Fuck. And the street lamp. Aw. Oh, now I'm just getting sad looking at this because it's a reminder that as bad as the Soviet Union was, it did do a far better job providing for its citizens than the Russian Federation has. Like, don't like, don't get me wrong, you know, not exactly a USSR stand over here, but, you know, there are elements of the planned economy that did actually work out better than the ruthless austerity of the of the of the shock doctrine um i don't know man it looks kind of nice here <gasps> a ruski taking out the garbage maybe comrade oh yeah for sure wolfman and this looks like some kind of institute Can you copy-paste the name of this place into chat, please? Uh, yeah. There's a Russian joke, Vosh. Oh, I have to do this in, um... In, in the accent. What did capitalism do in Russia in 10 years that communism couldn't do in 80 years? Make communism look good. <laughs> there. That's, you have to add it with a, a guffawing laugh there. Uh, unironically true, though. If the West hadn't f***ed up um, the post-Soviet states with the shock doctrine as much as we did, uh, not only would these places be in better state than they are now, there wouldn't be as so many, like, pseudo-fascist Soviet revivalist movements across, like, the former Soviet territories, you know? We had a chance to show them there was a better way than state capitalism. And, and, you know, and, and we kind of f***ed it up. We kind of massively f***ed it up. We, sh we showed them that there was a worse way, actually. It's literally the Treaty of Versailles over again. It kind of is, though. Yeah. 
Ooh, shiny. Ah, da, comrade. <laughs> we we move ice block. <laughs> I don't think those are ice blocks. I have no idea what those contain. It just kind of looks like it. Wow, a lot of them. Does anyone else feel like this is genuinely enriching? Like, jokes aside, isn't it... Can't you learn a lot just from doing this? I feel like I can. I feel like I... I don't know. I feel like I gain a better appreciation for a lot of stuff just by doing this. I'm really... I like doing this with you guys' stuff. Yeah. I, I like doing this stuff with you guys. Sorry. I didn't mean for stream to go this long, but I really enjoy... I really enjoy looking at this stuff with you. Wow. This looks like a totally different climate. I've tried GeoGuessr off stream, and I can't do it. I, there, there's no point. I would just lose everyone. I, I don't have a GeoGuessr. Like, I don't have the, I don't have the drive, the instinct. You know, um, I'm just happy to look at these. Russia does have a ton of desert. Yeah, it's just interesting that that's right across the road from this. Trees. Spooky! <laughs> Spooky. Censored for state secrets. It's very dusty. I'm guessing that, like, a car just drove through here and dusted up the place. Guys, I'm not looking up any specific places. I am literally just clicking on the maps. Wow. Whoa. Oh, cool. Who would have built this? This is at least a couple hundred years old, right? What communities lived in this area that long ago? I know plenty did. Was it? It's too far for the Mongols, right? The Mongols weren't this far north, were they? Just Siberian tribes, I guess. It's pretty. Dude, can you imagine living the trad life back then? It's like 1726. Uh, Isaac Newton has split light into distinct colors via a prism, but you don't know about that. What you do know about is that you've got a hot-ass wife, and you both have to wear big, like, in fur clothing to survive in the winters, but it's super warm and cozy, and you're just railing pussy bareback. And then you get out there, and it looks like this. Truly return to tradition, okay? Everyone who disagrees with me when I say that man was meant to live this way is psychotic and delusional, okay? Obviously, humans were meant to live this way. Ga gathering berries. With my, yeah, with my 48 children. Vosh and Primark. I want to achieve that vibe with technology. I, I like technology. I just want this to be the vibe. You know what I mean? I want, I want like, eat like, like solar punk futures where people live in like brick cottage homes overlooking beautiful vistas where they just got done dumping their balls into their hot ass wife and husband because they're in a polycule. That's essential. And then they go out and they have a reasonable number of children, not 48, uh, because zero of the children will die due to disease. And uh, there are mountain lions, but they're friends because humans have learned to talk to animals through technology. So that you see a mountain lion, you go high, and it goes mrrr, and then it walks away. That is how humans are meant to live. 
That's what we're working towards, lads. That's the socialism that I want to build. Sounds like the Garden of Eden. Well, uh, we'd also have, like, video games, and people could be neats or whatever. Wouldn't this be a bit impractical for how many of us there are right now? For true... Tr for truly rural living like this, like realistically, no, very few people would want to live like this when compared to the convenience and uh, faculties and infrastructure of living in a more uh, urban area. But like, you can get a lot of really good nature in developed areas. For an example of that, like I, I point you back to where I went to university, um, Humboldt, um, Google Maps, we're opening two Google Maps tabs. But like, I went to university in a place that had, don't get me wrong, it's a small town. Um, you know, uh, Arcata in Humboldt County is a small town, but that you can you can integrate um, technology and infrastructural development with nature really well if you're willing to do it. You know, um, obviously the whole world can't look like that twenty four seven because like you need like there will always be factories and stuff. You know, but you can you can make a, a you know a, a, a pretty pretty beautiful. Um, here, let me find the campus here. No, all these photos were taken with a truck when it was gloomy. Here we go. Okay, yeah, here is the campus. This was the campus fulfillment center right here. Or the uh like the main place or whatever. Um and you have uh you have a modern college campus, you know, and right next to it is the beginning of the the like capital R Redwood Forest, where trees are hundreds of feet tall. This is like the small, like these are baby trees in Humboldt. Um, but if you go further through, you know, stuff like this. And, and, and Humboldt is not like a super wealthy area or whatever, not even remotely. Um, but like, there's so much you can do with natural integration. Humanity was never meant to conquer nature because we are nature, you know? And I'm not a f***ing hippie or whatever. I still think we're dope as shit. I love cool trains and factories, you know? I want I want to look at a train yard and see it stretch across the horizon. I like that shit, you know? But, like, humans like being around stuff like this. Look at this. Like, th that's just a good thing people like. Um, God, I wish I could give you an impression of just how tall these trees are through Google Street View. Um, it's been so long since I've been on the campus, I actually forget the directions to go everywhere. I think we're near where I did my volunteering. You could just walk here from the campus. Look at these trees. Hold on. Nope, that's the one we just looked at. There we go. Now we're close to the trees. Look at that. Pretty area. Look, I'm just saying, you know, you can, you can, you can get along, you know? Maybe it can't all be like, you know, one human per square mile or whatever. Um, but that's probably for the best because humans can't really live that well with one human per square mile. Was this? All right. Yeah, two humans per square miles. Ah, yes. More Soviet architecture. 
Wow. What are we celebrating here? I well, this is this clearly refers to World War II, yeah, but like we're so far east. Is it just like a celebration of the bravery of the Soviet troops who died? Hey, I guess it's just a memorial. The heart made me think that it might have been like a joint venture kind of thing, like like this village or this town did something, but Oh, what causes that? What causes that when the trees are all white below a certain line? It's just paint? They're paint? The trees are paint? Wait, isn't this a natural phenomenon? Paint to keep the insects and stuff off? Oh. Oh, my entire life I thought this was some kind of... Oh, well, that's disappointing. Well, honestly, it doesn't look bad. At least in my mind, because I still think of it as some kind of natural process. Um, I like the, I like the uh, the little playset back here. It's cute. The big ship with like the anchors and stuff. Cooler than any like playset I've seen, you know, in like a park or whatever. Suka blie. All right, guys, we're back to Metro Vibes. Wow, I would not want to be on this piece of architecture. Ooh, yeah. Well, it looks like it's actually just kind of sitting on the water. Maybe maybe the ground level here. Maybe, maybe it's like a dirt bridge where they literally just filled it in with dirt. I bet trucks go here. Yeah, they just run trains across this thing. Ah, there's a bridge. Actually, a really nice one. Too bad I'm get. Oh, no, it's more Soviet architecture. There are probably like three cars that drive across this per day, you know? There are probably still people with like, uh... It's new? You think so? I guess it doesn't look that old. Oh, the old one's next to it? This would have been the old one, then they built the new one? It's not Soviet era? Ah. It's pretty shiny for something the Russian Federation would have built, though. I wonder how many cars come across here. This has to be like an industrial line. Like, there's no way there's a bunch... There's no way there's enough, like, car traffic here to justify a bridge like this. You know? It's gotta be, like, they're running trucks and stuff. Oh. Uh oh. Oh? What? These are ice carvings? Ice carving museum. That's so cool. I don't know if this has any actual religious significance or if it's just being carved with that aesthetic in mind, but it's really pretty. Yeah, th part, this makes me think it might be religious. These aren't really laid out in a good way for display, you know? This makes me think it's a shrine, especially the way all the twigs next to it are kind of lined. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything here feels like it's, it's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's Slavic paganism. Dude, cool. Whatever. Can't really build any houses out of wood when this is what your forests look like, I guess. 
Slavic paganism tends to be very Nazi. Be that as it may, I really do not think that ice cave was was Nazi shit. I was not getting that vibe. It's Tengri, not Slavic, I think. It is pretty far east. When I think of Slavic paganism, I'm thinking like here, not so much like here, I guess. But, you know, I, I clearly don't know that much about this stuff. Wow. Look at all the natural color. Look at all the red and green and orange and yellow. Damn. Oh, we're on an island now. Okay. March 2021. Well, good luck, my dudes. Show the border with North Korea. I don't think the border with North Korea is going to have much in the way of Google Maps stuff. Okay, when I say that I like the industrial aesthetic... <coughs> excuse me. This is what I mean. Stuff like this looks really nice against a natural background. You know, regardless of what the actual purpose it's serving, like, regardless of what it's actually doing, it's just cool. You know, it's like... You've got all this... Wow, man. I gotta get out more. I'm in Seattle. I, I, I could go to Rainier Park. Though it is like a 50-mile drive. No matter where you are on Earth, you're not far from a beautiful place. Always keep that in mind. No matter what shitty podunk area you may live in, uh, even if you live in the center of LA, which is like anti-life, uh, you're not far from someplace beautiful. Even Florida? Even Florida. Florida doesn't have mountains, which is a shame, but you have plenty of beautiful, uh, 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 you know, natural stuff over there. But where's the Russian steppe village? Ah, uh, shall we? Because I do have to end stream. This has gone on way too long. Should we attempt to find... Ah, oh, we've been here. Should we attempt to find uh, Pathologic, the Pathologic village, before I leave? Not here. Okay, so we're we're looking, we're looking for. Oh wow! I was about to say like a Soviet era town that's been abandoned in the middle of the steppe. This does not look abandoned at all. Holy shit! That's so pretty. <laughs> okay, is anyone gonna contest me when I say that this is Soviet architecture? Oh, Gally, I didn't even see. I'm not looking at chat. Uh, no, we're not looking at no uh, animated music videos today. Um, they're even using, like, the same brickwork. Not the same bricks, but, like, same general design aesthetic. Is that the Kremlin? Yes, this is the Kremlin. This is where, God willing, inshallah, we wait for our Ukrainian Bayraktars to deliver the final strike. If you want to go to the steppe, go closer to Kazakhstan's border. Yeah, good idea. We need to move a little, little away here. Plus, there's a lot more Google image stuff over here. I can't, so this is the Kazakh border, but I want to stay in Russia. <laughs> no, not quite. We'll find it. We'll find it. Oh, that's the one I just clicked on. How did I click on the same one twice? Censored. Oh. 
Uh, chickens! Yes. Oh. Sorry, Google Images just kind of lagged out on me there a bit, I guess. Dope. Yeah, dude. We, we need, okay, we need to combine the infinite wealth and power of America with the anachronistic, e eclectic, architectural sensibilities of the Soviets, okay? I want a country with the wealth and power of America to go like, yeah, we're just going to build like one square kilometer brick pavilion right here in a village that is occupied by seven people. Uh, and we're, we're also going to, we're going, we're going to build these, these beautiful statues in exactly the direct center of the middle of nowhere. And we're going to do it without bankrupting our country because we have, again, effectively infinite wealth. That's what I want. Does anyone else want the wealth and power of America mixed with the architectural eclecticism of the Soviet Union? Because this is, frankly, I think this is what we're building up towards. Ah, yes. My, my favorite feature of Soviet architecture, the void square. Texture bug? Nah, I think this was censorship. I think they were uh, adamant about blacking something out there. Ah, uh, hello. Could be a broken composite image, though. I think it might be really difficult to just find a step village. Wow! Guys! Fuck. It's so pretty. The crazy thing is, like, I'm having a really tough time figuring out the scale. Like, if you showed me this and you, you were like, yeah, it's about waist deep in the middle, I would believe you. But then you notice that that's a tree down there and we're looking from a drone, not from a person's height. And it's like, oh, no, never mind. You know? Can you look at Mongolia? I guess Mongolia would be a pretty direct way of trying to find a step town, right? Oh. Wow, hello, city skylines map. Holy shit, look, it's the American dream. Every house has its own backyard and picket fence. Like, for real, though. Like, And they have yurts. Dude, wait. The Mongols still use yurts? That's amazing. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Reject modernity. Embrace yurt. They're everywhere. They also seem to be... It looks like they're all the same yurt, too. Like, it looks like they all bought them from the yurt store. Like, these aren't, like, these aren't, like, home-constructed yurts or whatever. Like, there's clearly some kind of, um... And that, that, what you see poking up in the middle, that's firewood, right? Wait, no. No, no, the firewood can't go up that far. No, that would just be, like, some structural element. What the fuck is this guy doing? These two guys right here? Yurtless. Ooh, they had yurts. But now they're yurtless. Imagine being yurtless. In the year of our Lord, August 2021. What is a, what is a modern yurt? Okay, if I look up modern yurt, 
it's bullshit Western shit. It's like, uh, show me a modern yurt, and they're like, okay, and it's like, it's it's just, it's just a it's just a building that's round with a hole in the top. Like, okay, yeah, we know, but like a real yurt, modern Mongolian yurt, and then it shows me this shit that's sold to Western tourists. Yeah, okay, ah, yeah, yes, the um, the the Mongols, the Mongols love their definitely not tourist fetishization of the culture with with the um you know with the with the checkered wooden paneling on the side and the painting of a horse hey how do we make this yurt feel more mongolian now that we've just made it like 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 tourist bait well let's have a let's have like a sketchy horse painting you know um okay regular mongol yurt here we go this is how men were meant to live, not women or non-binary people. A yurt is a portable, circular dwelling made of a lattice of flexible poles covered in felt or other fabric. It's a sturdy, reliable kind of tent. Yurts have been the primary style of home in Central Asia, particularly Mongolia, for thousands of years. Yurts take between 30 minutes and 3 hours to set up or take down, and usually house between 5 and 15 people. Wow. Wood-burning iron stove sits in the middle of a traditional yurt. Yeah, you can you can see there's 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 like I guess it's like a standard yurt. I think this is the same type of yurt in the see you see the pleating on the side right here, like the lines that run through. You can see it too in the Google Images thing. So I guess this is kind of like the Ur yurt. This is how we solve the housing crisis. Unironically, a big part of mitigating the housing crisis is going to have to be like investing in and building space for uh like like temporary housing you know those fema tents or whatever yeah the fire island tents like i know it sounds cruel or whatever but you guys have to understand walk through los angeles walk through um walk through seattle or whatever and tell me that the uh the fema relief tents would not be literally like a million times better holy shit like these things are waterproof, they're insulatory, you know, they'll 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 keep the weather out, they're far larger, they have like yeah, it's just it's so 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 much better.